Hi there, this is Chris Walter, pastor at Oakdale Church, and this is our weekly sermon podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you to grow in your faith and helps you to see God in your life. Enjoy the message. As we wrap up this series on this book of Malachi, we, we arrive here in chapter 3 in which we hear God speaking to the Israelites after they ask a question, where is God's mercy? Where is God's justice? God has been speaking through the priests, through Malachi to the people of Israel. And hear his response, starting in verse 1 of chapter 3. See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purify the silver. And he will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in the former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be swift to bear witness against the sorcerers, against adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired workers and their wages, the widows and the orphan, against those who trust aside the alien and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. Beginning of the book of Malachi, in which the people of Israel were wondering, where is God? Does God truly love us? And God responded to them at the beginning of this and said to them, I have loved you, says the Lord. But once again, the people of Israel questioned that love. God, where are you in the midst of pain and sorrow? Where are you, Lord, in the midst of confusion or doubt? Why does any of this have to happen? Why does heartbreak take place? And yet God responded to the people of Israel, reminding them that he has always been, always will be present in all of the turmoil of life. And that because of that, we must respond with trust and with faith. The second Sunday, we, we continue to explore this, this love that God has. But as a result of this love, God calls us into action into a way of being. More importantly, Malachi touches on the fact that we must worship God with our whole hearts. That we're not to just show up and and kind of be present with God. We're not to to worship God with, with half of our love, our attention, our focus, but that we are to give it all to him. We are to show adoration, devotion, joy because God is present 
here today. And because of that presence, Malachi says to the people of Israel and to us, worship him. Oh, worship God. And through all of that, he then reminds us that I know the world will tear you apart. But remain faithful in your devotion to God. Remain faithful because God in his commandments, in his covenant to you is a promise. Promise of eternal love. That God shall never forsake you, shall never abandon you, shall never leave you by the side of the road. Because God will always walk with you in life and in death and in pain and suffering and in joy and Celebration, God is present in it all. And because of that, we are to worship with joy, even when tears run down our face. We are to never forget the promise of his love. But yet we remain a conflicted people, just as the people of Israel were conflicted in their day. At the end of the second chapter, Israel is complaining to God. And he's, they're saying to God, you seem to reward the wicked, those who are unfaithful, those who break covenant. You seem to bless them, Lord. Where is our justice? Where is the righteousness that should be cast down upon those wicked who sin? Why would you reward them? And God says in the beginning... See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. To signal that God is coming into the world. God shall break through and become human. The promise of Jesus found in this first verse of chapter 3. But it also says a messenger is going to prepare the way for me. A messenger is coming. That messenger to the people of Israel was Elijah, it was John. But I think it also signifies that you yourself is a messenger of the gospel. That for, for God to work, for Jesus to break through, even today, your calling is to be that messenger in the world. To those who have fallen away from God, to those who don't even know God yet. To those who sin, your calling is to be a messenger so that Jesus may break through into their hearts. And they may know what we know. The forgiveness of God, the love and the mercy seen in him. There's a story of this passage of scripture in which some women were studying the third chapter of Malachi. As the women were studying it, they got to the verse, verse 3, where it says, He will sit as a refiner, a purifier of silver. He will purify the, descend, the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. These ladies were perplexed by this very passage. They wondered, what does all this mean? How does this apply to our lives? What does this have anything to do with anything, they wondered. One of the ladies took it upon herself and made a phone call to a local silversmith, asking him if she could stop by and chat with him about the process of making silver. 
making gold. And he said, yes, please stop by. And as she arrived, she sat and watched the silversmith work. He took a piece of silver and he held it over to a fire and let it heat up. He explained that in the refining of silver, one must hold silver in the very center of the fire, the hottest place of the fire, not just on the outer edge, not hovering way above at the tip of the flame, but it must be in the center, the whitest, the hottest place of the fire. Because it is only there, it is only there that the impurities will burn away. Keep it there too long and the silver burns. Have it too far on the outside, the silver will never melt and the impurities will never go away. This refinement that God speaks of is the refinement that God has done and is doing and will continue to do in all of us. Because we're all sinners, aren't we? We're all broken. We've all fallen short of his glory. But the good news that you as a messenger of God have been called to do is to share this message with the world. For some of us, that's easy, and some of us, that's very difficult. It's hard to look at someone else who we know is far from Jesus and try to proclaim why Jesus is important to us. Some of us, that's easy to do, and that's good, but for others, it's a challenge. But God says, you are the messengers. You are the messengers of the covenant that you find joy in, that you find hope in, that you in, a, in all of this world that we live, all of this brokenness, this pain, this suffering, you, my children, are the ones that will speak hope into the dying, that you are the shepherds that will go and feed, fetch the lost sheep and bring them home. You are the ones You are the ones who will carry this covenant all the days until that day that I arrive. This was the message he spoke to the people of Israel, reminding them that he was coming in a child to be born. But it is our knowledge that we know the entire story, that God arrived in a dark cave at the dead of night. That his son Jesus would grow in this earthly world only to face a pain so great none of us can imagine. And he was emptied so that we may be filled. That is the message here in this third chapter that, that Malachi is telling us that we are not just should, but we must carry this into the world. As a woman sat there with the silversmith, she thought about this, about God holding us in a hot place in life. She thought about that verse again, and he sits as a refiner, a refiner and purifier of silver. She asked the silversmith, do you sit in front of that fire? Do you sit and watch the silver transform? 
do you hold it or do you just sit it and walk away? And the silversmith replied, yes, I have to sit here all day long doing this. I hold it until the silver is perfect. I cannot take my eyes off it. I watch it with intent, waiting patiently. He says, if I leave it in too long, it burns up and is destroyed. If I pull it out too soon, well, it's, then it's not perfect. It's too many impurities within it. And the woman, as he was describing all these things he does, sat in silence and asked a question. So how do you know when to pull it out then? How do you know when the silver is finished? When it's perfect? And he smiled and he says, my friend, that is the easiest part of the whole process. Knowing when it's done is easier than refining it. It's easier than allowing that silver to be purified. He says, the easy part is knowing when it's done. Well, how do you know that? Oh, it's very simple. When I see my reflection in the silver, I know it's perfect. And God looks at you and knows that when he sees his true image in you, he knows you are finally perfect. And if we're seeking Jesus, if we want to understand what it means to be followers, the truth is, all of us are growing in our faith, even the ones who have walked away. But that's why God has chosen you and me as his messengers. Because we can go to someone who is broken and say, I've been broken too. I can somewhat grasp the brokenness you're going through. I know what it means to be lost. I know what it means to hurt, be heartbroken. I know what it means to wonder, what does it mean when someone says, Jesus loves me, this I know. That's why God has chosen each of you, each of you to be a messenger. Now the response can be, well, that's all fine and dandy, but, but there's no way I can be a voice for Jesus. I don't know scripture like you do, Pastor. I, I, don't, I haven't had enough life experiences like my grandparents have. They, they are true evangelists. They can truly speak about Jesus to others. I've had too much pain in my life to be able to Tell of the hope, the hope that is found in God. Chapter four, at the end of this book, God speaks, says, see, the day is coming when everyone will stumble, the arrogant, the evildoers. A day will come when all of that shall be burned up. He's referring to this process of being made pure once again. It says so, but for you, you who revere my name, you will rise and you will be healed with its wings and you shall leap like calves from the stall because you will know that the refinement that God has done in you is complete.
So the question becomes, how will you embrace this journey? How will you allow God to not just continue to purify you, but at the same time, take that message of hope, of purification that is being done in you right now today and share that with the world? How will you remind others that God is still working in you and therefore if he's working in you, a follower of Christ, he will work in those who are yet to follow him. That is the message of the book of Malachi. That we are called to trust in Jesus, to know that we have been saved by the cross, that our sins are forgiven, Not that our sins may be forgiven, not that our sins could be forgiven, but that our sins have been forgiven and that we have been saved from those sins. And because of that, we are called to go into the world and tell the world of Jesus. You may think you're not ready, but I promise you, you are. You may think I don't have the words, the eloquence to speak. Remember Moses. He had a speech impediment and was told to lead the people of Israel to the promised land to set them free from the Egyptians. Malachi can do that. Imagine what you can do. So my hope for you today, my prayer for all of you today, is that you take the message of what Malachi says to the people of Israel through God. And you take that into heart and know how much God loves you. How much God is working on you right now to strengthen you, to shape you. And that you are forgiven. And that the cross promises that. And my hope is you will embrace that. And then tell others of the love that God has for them. Amen.